welcome to From Another Point of View. My name is Agnes. And my name is Alice. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the language of color. We're going to talk about color therapy, color psychology, a little bit about color in fashion, what color means to us. Mm. I feel like it's such a like huge subject that we've done a lot of research about. And we are dedicating more than one episode into it, which are like... For us, that's, that's insane. First time ever. <laughs> First time ever, yeah. So the color is such a universal language in many ways. When you think about it, the perfect example could be whatever you travel in the world, the red light is always going to mean stop and mm. the green one is always going to mean go. Um, but then on the flip side, for example, the black and white are colors um, that for a person could be a color of mourning. And then in a different country, it could mean celebration mm. um the same with white you know some people mourn um wearing white and other people mourn wearing black yeah or they so, get married when they're white, or, white. They, <laughs> or, or they get married in red like yeah. so much of um color is also some of it is universal but then also it really depends on the culture and the mm. upbringing all the religions so and also a personal experience i think yeah personal yeah. experience as well so color has been really important in both of our lives mm. and that was part of the reason that we decided to dive a little bit deeper learn more about it mm. do some research mm. um share it with you yeah <laughs> um so alice why was it color a topic of today's episode from your point of view i'm really interested in it mm. because only recently like probably in the last couple of years i've started going into wearing more color and yeah. just like being attracted to color mm. because obviously we all have like our favorite colors and yeah. all this but it doesn't necessarily mean anything you're just like I like purple, for example. Or or not like even red. knowing the meaning behind it. Right? Yeah, this like, the other thing. why do you like that color? Mm. And I think we're, both of us are people who are always questioning things. And like I think you are too. curious beings. Yeah, <laughs> and you must be too if you're on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, we just like wanted to question it, like look deeper into it. Like we read books and research mm. and I just feel like so full of knowledge now. But yeah, I, uh, I used to only wear darker colors. Yeah. And I think... It was because of my upbringing, like the country I'm from. And I, to be honest, like a lot of Europeans, I think, wear darker colors, especially like in winter. And like we it's a, see it as very practical. I think very practical. That. Yeah. I remember just like in winter time wanting to maybe as a kid wear different colors. But my mom would be like, yeah, but that's going to get dirty really easily. Yeah, you know, Alice, you don't want to be wearing like white in the middle of winter when it's like snowing and then it's like slushy rain. And then... yeah, it's like gross. No, <laughs> um, exactly. And then I think that's kind of like goes with you into your adult life as well until mm -hmm. like, you know, you maybe change or like, I don't know. You start questioning those choices. right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I think we're going to touch on it later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've been venturing into color and I really love it. And I think I just love the way it makes me feel. So you're seeing like the power behind it. For sure. And I think we all do subconsciously. Mm. Um, but maybe we choose to like ignore, ignore it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've like, let me wear color. Yeah. Let me let me venture into it. And uh, like also with that, um, I realized what colors I like wearing, mm. which is quite interesting too. Like obviously when you first start wearing colors or you're like more confident about it, you might wear everything and you're like, oh, this color, that color is great. And then like now I realized I don't really like like super bright colors like pinks and fuchsia and mm, like very those... powerful, like overpowering. almost. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like eating me alive. <laughs> 
board, lovely. We're having a special guest on today's episode. Her name is Lele. And um, yeah, it's her first appearance. We hope it's not the last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just sleeping by my laptop. <laughs> okay. So, so what about you? So for me, color, I think, has always played a huge role. I think subconsciously I was always aware that green is a color that really calmed me down mm. um the same with like blue the red was always like a very fiery color and finally enough i think i started wearing more color since i've dyed my hair about mm. five years ago which i thought is actually going to work the opposite yeah because i thought oh my god i'm having this very overpowering ginger hair maybe i have to like take a step back with the colors then i got into this mode of wearing red a lot mm -hmm. which a lot of people kind of remember told me like oh you shouldn't be wearing red when you have ginger hair or like you shouldn't be wearing like really strong colors mm. and i actually totally loved it so mm -hmm. i went through this phase when i was wearing very intense colors like oranges and reds and i remember this phase yeah we did a lot of photo shoots <laughs> together yeah, we did this photo shoot, which I think was my favorite photo shoot ever that I did with you, which was this very like monochromatic, different shades of red mixed yeah. together. I, I feel like Harper's that. Bazaar should have called us. Yeah, he <laughs> should have. It was just a perfect example for people to see like, oh my God, you can actually mix and match those shades. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my favorite, we're going to talk about fashion in more in detail in a different episode, but that's one of my favorite ways to like incorporate color when you actually mix different shades of the same color mm. together. I think it can look like very luxurious and yes. very just put together very without rich. overthinking it. Very rich, yeah. And that actually is with whatever color you mix. You know, so if you have different shades of red like I did, I mean, it just looked incredible. <laughs> yes, completely agree. But yeah, color has always played a huge part. And I think I've mentioned to you that my family, like my mom doesn't really wear black. She really associates black with mourning and death. And I think that's a big, big part of the reason subconscious, which is just not drawn to that mm. color at all. But it's very interesting because we come from like similar parts. Very, of the world. yeah. <laughs> my family's like, nope, black all the way. My family's like, no, no black. <laughs> but to be honest, we looked at the picture with like my grandparents and stuff. Mm. It's not like they wear black all the Maybe time. Maybe it's something that's really stuck in your head. Yeah. Like what you said, I guess, you know, your mom didn't want you to wear white in the middle of winter. She's like, Alice, just don't add to my work. Like, yeah. I really have loads of washing to do. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it was that. I don't know. But um, yeah, when I think about even growing up, like, I've never really had black clothes. And my mom actually thinks, finally enough, that black doesn't suit her. So that's mm. the other reason why she doesn't wear it. She's just like, I look like so pale and it washes yeah. me out. And like, no, she's really drawn into like really warm colors. Oh, nice. Yeah. So maybe well, I think you should bring up some pictures in our next episode. I'm really going to try. I'm really going to try like dig di dig deep and find some really yeah that would cool be really pictures. fun <laughs> visuals. <laughs> going down memory lane. Let us know if you want to see it. The receipts. Okay, we want to see receipts. <laughs> we really want to dive into color therapy and then color psychology and then a little bit about fashion. Mm, some facts. Some very interesting facts. Yes. Just, just so I think. Just so you better understand also like how to use color in mm. your everyday life because it can be so helpful. So maybe let's talk first about color therapy. Color therapy is known as chromotherapy. It uses light and a color to treat mental and physical conditions. And we trace it back to Egyptian times. Uh, we trace it back to India and um, Ayurveda. We trace it back to Chinese medicine. Mm. 
it goes back centuries and Egyptians for example used to use like a sun-filled rooms for people to feel a little bit better when mm. they were going through certain things so yeah. the yellow and the orange was had a, such a huge effect and also um, they used uh, color like cloths over colored cloths over like parts of your body if you had mm. some diseases for example they thought red would help blood because red you know blood is red yeah in a similar manner yeah um you know different other dif- different diseases that maybe like they had association with yeah. a specific color and they believed that that would help like ease the pain or just like help disease it's so fascinating yeah and like we had this knowledge and now we're just kind of like pfft, yeah gone i think people were so much more in tune with their bodies mm. um in like ancient traditions yeah um and then sort of western medicine came and yeah just totally wiped out i think mm. all of those like ancient um wisdoms are having the renaissance and having the comeback i think we're realizing that western medicine yes they can treat your broken leg but then when it comes to conditions like anxiety depression there are so many different avenues that you can take mm. um and yeah color therapy is definitely one of them i'm just curious now thinking um outside the box a little bit like mm-hmm. who gets interested in alternative medic medicine color therapy meditation all of that mm. i feel like it's people who go through like something quite difficult in their timelines I yeah like. yeah and i think it's also maybe uh, from my personal perspective like getting to the point where western medicine has uh, almost like given you everything that it has <laughs> to offer mm. and it hasn't helped and then you start sort of researching and looking into things that even if they're not proven even if there is not loads of studies behind it you kind of you're like hey let's try it out let's try it like mm. if if all of the western medicine knowledge hasn't helped maybe this will mm. and you also get to the point when you i guess start at least from my perspective again <laughs> i started listening to my intuition a little bit more mm. so when you do you get sort of pings and you get driven towards things that i think your body knows best mm. so the more you listen to it it's going to take you in the right direction and sometimes those directions might not be a western medicine approach and it could be something like color therapy true you know so just um exploring and being curious you know so not putting yourself in a box it's like oh this is the pill i have to take and Mm. if it doesn't work if it works amazing if it doesn't then maybe start looking for other options 100 percent, because you know we've got the research yeah. It was working. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was working centuries ago, but now there is a time that there is a research being done mm-hmm. and people are looking into it a little bit more sort of on a deeper level, yes. trying to really understand because I think we live in a society where we have to really understand everything. Yeah. We have to have science behind it to prove it. Like yeah. Well, but if you think from middle ages that that's how like the that's the world we've been living in and yeah. you're like conditioning more and more each I think, time yeah we're definitely conditioned to yeah. to have proof for everything and mm. if something can't be proven then it isn't true <laughs> yeah question question that <laughs> listen to yourself listen to yourself because actually modern physics have has established that every color has a certain frequency wavelength and energy associated with mm. it so there is actually studies that has kind of proven yeah that color is you know can be used as therapy Mm. when you think about either color energy you can think of people's auras as well Mm -hmm. and the frequencies that we have yeah which i think extend a certain i don't know what's the research but your aura extends yeah um however many 
meters. Or yeah, so like, I think it's like 30 centimeters, actually. But I'm going to check that. Um, so it extends, and that's the vibration as well. So as a touching. Vibra- as a touching, yeah. <laughs> and when you have a hug with someone, like I was reading this the other day, when you have a hug with someone, you actually exchange the auras that mm. you have. Um, I was reading the study, what animals' auras do to you and mm. how they calm you down. And I think it's fascinating. Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> And it's something that, you know, there probably isn't tons of studies done, but you can feel it yourself. I'm sure that everyone was in a situation where they're like, oh my God, this person gave me a hug and I really felt heavy or this yeah. person gave me a hug and I really felt light or I'm around person that I just want to be around all the time because they have such a good energy. Like 100%. it happens all the time. So I find that fascinating. And that's also related to like what we say, auras and colors and the frequencies mm. that they have, which is yeah. really, really interesting. To me, it's crazy that people don't believe it sometimes. Like, I have yeah. a few friends who are just completely, like, don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and I'm like, how can you not believe it? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really crazy to me because yeah. I really, like, feel it. Maybe I just, I let myself feel it. Like, mm. I notice it, like, yeah. consciously. You get more in tune with your body. Mm. And maybe that's part of the reason why you just, like, this is real for me. Because, like, my body feels a certain way. So yeah. I can't explain it. Like, yeah. Um, but I can definitely feel it. And that's important. So, yeah, just how color therapy is used, I've written down. Like, currently in, the, mm. in today's. So it's breathing exercises while looking at a specific color. That's mm. one way. Um, crystals, and ve- like, in various colors as well. Mm. Um, obviously, colored garments and fashion which we're going to touch on another time. Mm. Um, colored water, which is called solarized water. Solarized water. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, colored light therapy mm. and monochromatic light therapy, which combines acupuncture. To yes. So interesting. Yeah. That's like, I guess, from Chinese medicine, right? Yeah. Because they believe that there are certain emotions that are stuck in certain parts of your body. Yeah. And trying to move that. And that's also related to meridians, which could be stuck. So... Just so much. Just so much. So much wisdom that these people gave us. Yeah, we didn't listen. Yep. So let's talk about a few colors and the meaning behind them in the color therapy. Yeah. So we have red, which is very energizing. Yeah. When you think about red, I think about like fire. Mm-hmm. So loads of energy. What's then, my association with red? Yeah. What's your association with red? Love. I think of. Ooh. Yeah. Alice's is hard. No, hold on, hold on, like this, this is the new heart. I can't do it, I can't, like I've tried, oh no, no wait, like this, like, hold on, I can't do it. So it's like this. Well mine is cute that way. (laughs) Which one do you prefer? Please comment. (laughs) I thought you said please call us. No, No, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Just comment in the section, like below the video. No landlines. No. Landline. I don't even have a landline, do you? <laughs> Going anyway. back to the types of color in color therapy. So we have red, which is very energizing. So when you feel a little bit tired, a little bit down, it can really pick you up. Um, but it can also trigger people. Mm-hmm. So I've read this research where when you look at color red, it's, one, it's I think the only color that enlarges the vessels in your... Veins, in your eyes? In your eyes, yes. So so the red could be quite like aggravating, mm-hmm. like quite intense. And then we have blue. Blue could be quite sedative, quite calming. calming. Like when you think about the ocean and the blue sky, like we have very kind of like nice associations with that yes what kind of feeling does blue give you blue calming calming 
because I, I automatically think of the sea or like mm. being, like I've grown up by the beach and yeah. it's just like such a soothing and then I, I read some research as well that blue has been um, used in children's hospitals a lot as well to, to like calm them yeah they can also help with insomnia and then green obviously is the color of nature for me it's extremely calming mm-hmm. because it makes me think of like nature and trees and mm. that's my happy place yes. um <laughs> it can help relieve stress and it can really relax you and then we have yellow which can improve your mood mm. and it can make you feel a little bit more happy a little bit more optimistic mm. think about sunshine yeah um then we have orange which is much more like yellow can be used um to elicit happy emotions in people it's warm it can stimulate appetite mm. oh that's why i'm hungry all the time around you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one. Oh my god i never thought about it like that <laughs> but it can also help mental activity and when we think about all of those colors, like all of those are in nature and they make you feel the certain way. It's almost like nature gave you sky to be like, okay, it's calming and the sea and then they, they give you green. green. It gives you green. So it's like, oh my God, I feel alive. It's true. Alive. And then they gave you like fire, the red and um, I feel like yellow with the sky, yeah. with the sun. I mean, like, like just imagine going on a holiday. Mm. I feel like when you associate gray London, um, everything is kind of gray, black. It has such a huge impact, right? Yeah, you feel so dull. And then when you think of like going to Sicily, for example, yellow lemons and mm. like green and blue sky, like it's you all just true. like start smiling. I feel like, yeah. That plays a huge role. Here mm-hmm. we go. It's just like, it just makes you realize how much um, meaning it is behind color and how yeah. it's such a huge and powerful language. 100%. And when we understand it, we can just use it into our advantage, I feel like. Yeah. So we have a few tips on how to get started with just implementing a little things in regards to color therapy. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to go and see someone. It's more like the things that you can also do within your home, within mm. your wardrobe, just things that you can implement a little bit. Yeah. And that's why knowledge is key. Like if you know. For me personally, there were a few things that made a huge difference. When I feel down or like not very happy or just going through things for me going into nature and just being surrounded by green which really if you think about it doesn't cost much mm. we have parks everywhere yeah um it costs you your time but you know um especially you, on sunny days i feel like yeah, free up like an hour just exactly to go. like even the hour makes a huge difference for yes. me personally but the other one that for me was huge um for the past few years i've been really aware of the blue light mm-hmm. um from light bulbs as well as computers a tv screen and my phone um so for me the blue light blocking glasses are a must mm. <laughs> And the second thing is, um, after the sun goes down, like I don't really have lights in my house. I have a lot of candles. Mm. And I used to suffer from insomnia for a year, uh, a few years ago. And after implementing all of that, like being really aware about the blue light, that has helped tremendously. And also it really affects your circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. when you just expose yourself to blue light all the time, especially when you live in a city, like you're surrounded by like street lights, this you know, computers everywhere and TVs and, you know, we're on our phone too late. Mm-hmm. And that really, really affects um, affects that. So. Yeah, I think anyone who's struggling with sleep, I think just do mm. a, like a week of winding down kind of uh, mm. rhythm in the evening. Yeah. 
and just put away all your devices don't watch no tv put like dim light if you don't have candles yeah there is like i have some light bulbs that um have very like warm yellow light yes those are quite helpful or you can even buy there's a lot of companies now that sell like red tinted lights mm. um and that that really really helps your eyes or like um you can get like a sunset light yes <laughs> a perfect example that's what i have in the evening on um or i also had a salt lamp as well salt lamps are orange. very very good yeah. yeah so that orangey light is really gonna help you but it's also so warm and like very nourishing and cozy and you think about like sunsets when you think yeah. about orange light so and then do that for a week and no, like you will notice a hundred percent yeah huge huge difference better. let's get personal in this part of the episode yeah because you're gonna dive a little bit deeper into your experience with what color really means Mm. to you that i think this is why i really wanted to talk about this subject (laughs) because of the way color has really like helped me Mm. in my journey with anxiety and panic attacks yeah so last year i had panic attacks which developed um into agoraphobia which means i couldn't really leave the house and it was like i'm still going through the experience like it's not just like i'm done i'm fine yeah it's a process isn't it? yeah um but color has played a massive role as well um just very subconsciously i gravitated towards joyful colors and now when i was researching more about it i was like wow <laughs> this makes so much sense so much sense and honestly like if I didn't believe it before, which, you know, I kind of knew about like color affecting your mood, but I didn't really go in depth about it or like didn't research it enough. Whereas now I was like, okay. So I was like, um, I was gravitating towards yellow, orange, green. Like those were the colors that I really, really loved. Even like walking on the road, seeing a car that was orange. I was like, wow, I love that. Um, bought orange trousers last year blazer like there's so many like things even today I was like um, going through my wardrobe uh, tidying up and I was like I have so many colors like green like the colors that I mentioned yeah and then um, I just looked into color therapy when it comes to yellow for example Um, yellow deals with depression mental issues sadness also headaches Mm. I'm like tick 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 had all of those (laughs) for like a whole year very badly Um, It strengthens the nervous system. It makes one more clear-headed. It's happy, uplifting. Like, everything that you really need when you're going to... When you're feeling a bit down. Yeah, when you have depression, even. And yellow helps by changing one's attitude into an optimistic one. If you think about the sun, like... Mm. People look at the sun like, oh my God, I'm so happy. It's a beautiful day. Like, even yeah. in London, I feel like when the sun is out, people are so much nicer. Yeah, so polite. <laughs> people smile. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Exactly. But to put two and two together, yeah. it just makes so much sense. Of course it does. And then orange is, um, is used to treat mental exhaustion. Also, mental disorders of several types. Wow. Again, feeds into the whole like depression and anxiety mm. that it can really help. There's so much warmth in both of them, right? Yeah. And what's interesting is also that orange helps um, heal both physical and mental um, mm. just because it's in the middle of red and yellow. Mm. So it's kind of like mixed together with those colors that are associated with more mental and more physical things. We're drawn to color green when we're under emotional stress. Mm. 
Mm. Again, that was me. It promotes relaxation, calmness, and it soothes emotion. Like we spoke about green yeah, and nature. The nature. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's probably different shades of green, but I was very attracted to like bright, like salad green, like almost like going to yellow. But you know what it makes me think of when you're attracted to like very um, bright green? Like it makes me think of spring and like the mm. new shoots and like the life started to emerge true and, like this awakening of something and... that's true and i feel like it's so fascinating like this I, I almost had like a little bit of goosebumps thinking that i already had all of that knowledge that i've just read somewhere stored in my like ancient brain yeah and we all have that but we're just not using it yeah i feel like we're very disconnected and that's mm. what it really comes down to like we're very disconnected from our bodies from our minds yeah. from we're just very overloaded with the information and we just don't listen to ourselves we listen to yeah. everyone else around us but not ourselves yeah there is a special guest that yeah. alice did an interview with lovely annabelle who's psychokinesiologist mm. some of you that might not know what psychokinesiology is because we didn't know <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a holistic therapy that combines kinesiology psychology and energy healing principles to address physical emotional and mental imbalances practitioners use the muscle testing emotional release techniques and other methods to identify and treat the root cause of various health concerns so it's very fascinating mm. annabelle um like i've seen her work on social media and just super fascinating human being so yeah she uses color therapy as well mm. and um yeah you should definitely check her out we're um, gonna link all of her um socials, socials yes. down below um tell us a bit more about this interview first of all um we wanted to include it into this episode but the conversation was so good that we're actually going to dedicate a whole short and sweet episode for it um yeah the chat was super lovely i again found out so many mm. new things and i'm not gonna reveal too much because yeah. i want you to really watch it um but one of the things that I really took away from it is that, like, let's say you don't have confidence to wear bright colors. Like we've been talking about, you know, wearing orange trousers on the street and this and that. But what she also suggested is just wearing colorful things at home when, you know, no one can really see you but yourself. Yeah. So whether you have like bright pajamas, for example, or you switch like you know, your tracksuit from grey to a colour that you're really attracted to during that time that can be really, really healing to you. And it takes away from all of that worry of going outside. Being uncomfortable. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I could go on, but I'm not going to. Yeah, we're not going to. We have to stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely check up. it out because it was such an interesting conversation. and You're going to learn loads. Yes. Okay, so we talked about color therapy and now we're going to dive a little bit deeper into color psychology. Color psychology! What does it mean? Okay, let's talk about <laughs> color psychology. Um, so color psychology is a study. Okay, let me try that again. So color psychology is a study that um, shows us how different colors can influence our perception and our behavior and make us sort of want or not want certain things. It's really fascinating. I guess the easiest way to think about it is like when you go into a store. Yeah. Like and... certain things that influence you, for example, like when a sale and you mm. have a huge red signs or um, color psychology is used a lot in like marketing. Mm. 
based on sort of meanings like universal there are mm. certain colors that have that colors have universal meaning there are mm. certain things that sort of all of us understand and that is used in marketing and also is used in fashion as well mm-hmm. it's, it's a strong communication tool basically a very strong yeah. communication tool and it's a very powerful force in our lives and i feel like a lot of us are just not aware of it mm-hmm. um of, of those like subliminal messages that you just mentioned but we are here to teach you so you know <laughs> So we just mentioned that the warm colors can evoke certain emotions. Yeah. Um, there's studies done that the combination of yellow and orange can make you hungry. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the colors of McDonald's, which mm. is yellow and orange. Uh, it's very they've, suspicious. They've used color psychology <laughs> since they've opened uh, for that, which is really fascinating. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of brands, if you start like really looking into yeah. it, I remember at university or college mm. when I was studying art, like one of the things was to look at those things as well from like mm. graphic design kind of point of view. Yeah. Because when you yeah. think about um, color wheel, which was invented in 1666 by Isaac Newton. Um, such a long time ago. Such a long time ago. Mm. Color wheel has been used in obviously color psychology and and in like marketing and fashion and design um, and that has sort of created a base for color psychology and what colors combined together what colors don't go together like if you look at the color wheel that's a whole other story and I think it might be interesting to talk a little bit more about it in like a fashion episode yeah. so we have the warm color spectrum and the cool color spectrum on the warm color spectrum we have the yellow and the orange and the reds mm-hmm. which um can evoke the emotions of warmth and com- comfort but also when you think of red it can evoke hostility and anger you never see brands using too much red it's mm-hmm. only when they're trying to really attract your attention and that's True. what we mentioned like the sale signs yes and they want you like to go there and shop um, and because that's definitely the first thing you would notice. That's just the like first you would sense, notice. Yeah. But then on the flip side, you never see like brand design um, signs or uh, logos that are totally red. Like True. you never see that, right? It's almost like it's too aggressive. It's too aggressive. Mm. Um, it could be perceived as too aggressive. Mm. And on the um, cool sort of spectrum, there will be like blues, purples, and greens, which can be described as sort of very calm colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read the study that most of the insurance companies, and I think health sort of in health yeah. sector, they all use blue. Yeah. And blue is actually, they did this study all around the world in different cultures and different regions and different parts of the world. And blue came out like as people's favorite color. Oh, wow. Which is so interesting, right? What's your favorite color? My favorite color, I think it would have to be purple. Purple. Is there like a meaning behind it, do you think? When I think of purple, and we've done some research one that goes into sort of the history of colors and we were talking about purple <laughs> but like where this purple hue came from and i've read some like crazy oh yes. historical Please facts share. the color purple was color of royalty it was color of like very high clerks in um like priests mm-hmm. and the pope when yeah, they were reserved. About, for yeah, like, they were reserved for like very upper class. Yeah, and it's only like I think in the late eighteen hundreds that it became a color that more people could use. But I never knew sort of what was the reason behind it. Like, why was it only used by those people? And then I found out that the color dye to make a color purple to produce one gram of purple. It was called Tyrian purple. It was necessary to process twelve thousand sea snails. And then the process was the sea snails were crushed 
to expose the gland that produced the precious fluid that was purplish, which was then extracted and then mixed with the wood ash and the urine. And then all of that was fermented for 10 days and the dye was colorless, like it didn't have any color and in its natural state, but then it turned purple when it was exposed to the air. However, it faded really quickly. So they had to like keep processing and doing this over and over and over again, which, which meant the clothes that were purple actually stank of urine and just sea snails. So it wasn't very pleasant, but yeah, it was like such a sought after color. So I found that extremely fascinating. And then- Very, very fascinating, but also very gross. <laughs> also, I can't imagine 1200, 1200 snails. How much is that? that? I just can't even like imagine. It was a lot of snails. And actually when they were making the gum, the, the fabrics, when they were dyeing the fabrics, the fabrics had to be dyed like outside of the city walls, like quite far because <sighs> the smell was so intense. And it was only in 1856, chemist, he was a student of the Royal College of Chemistry, by mistake, he developed a purple dye. And then that Victorian era became like, everyone loved purple and everyone could wear it because obviously it wasn't so difficult to make mm. it and so time and labor consuming. If you think about the colors and the history that every single one of them has. Mm. I mean, I find that very fascinating. Yeah, because it all comes from somewhere. It's just, you know, for us... But people, like, used it in a certain way. Like, yeah. when you think of, like, when I think of orange, I think of, like, Buddhist monks. Yeah. And, like, this very intense orange. Yeah, true. Um, you know, when we think of black, we think of... I think of, like, judges. And I think of, like, mm. very serious figures in mm. our uh, society that were true. black. I mean, you were black to the office. Like, it's all kind of, like, very serious and put yeah. together and like very powerful and yeah. you think of like a little black dress which we want to touch on probably on the fashion episode and yeah. dive a little bit more deeper about it but there is so much meaning um, into every colour and that meaning has sort of like layers over centuries I think True. that's really important to, yeah. to know but I don't know randomly that's my favourite colour I don't wear it super often I have this incredible purple dress that I love mm. yeah but having a favourite colour I guess doesn't mean that you have that to wear it that is true mm. yeah but um, I don't know like when it comes to crystals like I love amethyst which mm. is purple <laughs> and purple is the colour of your um, crown chakra so there is loads of kind of yeah. I don't know and also uh, our favourite colours must like change as well I don't know like about... my purple is is purple for as many years I, as I am on this planet yeah I always love purple it's weird I used to love red Ooh. red red everything I just yeah red was my favorite no way when did that change like is it probably like I don't know like f a few years ago and then then I liked blue, like certain shades of blue. Ooh. And then most most recently, I like orange and yellow. And interestingly enough, mm. I used to hate orange and yellow. Like if you, if, if me, 15 year old me was sitting here and would be like, I hate yellow. I hate this color. Wow. Especially wearing it. How can it. you hate sunsets? No, but it's more like about wearing and... Or like on you rather yeah. than like looking at it. Yeah. I'm not you again. And I always associated more... My favorite color is the things that I want to be wearing. Like that's okay. how I see it more. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's interesting concept that your favorite color doesn't necessarily mean what you're wearing. No, not necessarily. Because yeah. I get really drawn into... I love color. The colors I never really liked are like super, um, like neon colors. Mm. Like, I, like, I just, no, no. Not your favorite. <laughs> not my favorite. I just, I can't even, like, no, absolutely not. Um, I love very earthy tones. Like, I live in earthy tones. Yeah. But I also love red. Like, oh my God, red for me is just like, 
beautiful. I think for a lot of people, like powerful color is black. For me, it's red. Actually, interestingly enough, you're going into associations. So there's a study <laughs> in 2020 <laughs> that was done with 4,598 people mm. around 30 countries. Yeah. And associations were different colors. So, for example, black, 51% of respondents associated black with... Um, with sadness. Mm, but, like mourning and things. Yeah, but when you think about, you know, the color black, we wear a lot of black, like, especially in corporate world. Yeah. You know, and it, it just makes me think, like, subconsciously, how does that make you feel? Like, a lot of people mm. are quite unhappy with those kind of jo- jobs. Could, yeah. Could the, also the color that's surrounding them every single day be a little bit a part of it i mean if you think like everything has energy color yeah. has energy and yeah. frequency so if you wear black every single day yeah i don't know how that wouldn't affect you like exactly. it's just yeah. yeah it's interesting white 43 percent relief and also blue 35 percent is relief so Ooh. i guess it's like that soothing very effect calming that, yeah mm. um then red 68 percent said love Oh. And pink as well. Pink You're thinking about like Valentine's Day. Yeah, people are just like red roses yes. and red hearts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm like thinking for me as well. It associates with love or blood. Like oh. it's very like drastic. Like oh, two wow. sides. Wow, <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Orange forty four percent said joy, and also yellow fifty two percent said joy. Um, brown thirty six percent said disgust <laughs> it's really interesting because i read the study when they asked participants what their least favorite color is and this was worldwide mm. and actually weirdly enough it was brown and orange because i guess it's similar a little bit similar no it's not well it depends what kind of shade of orange yeah obviously <laughs> but i don't think i don't know i love brown actually yeah i love me wearing too. brown and i love seeing brown when i think about brown i think about like earth mm. and soil and like mm. like yeah i love brown <laughs> and then do you want to know what people said purple meant tell me 25 percent said pleasure Ooh. And I don't know why. Maybe subconsciously, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah but I like, why? Is it like the emoji? Know, I mean, <laughs> the aubergine emoji. <laughs> that could be. I mean, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but purple has also, um, for centuries, been related to spirituality. Okay. And because it's your crown chakra color. And yeah. um, so it was always like a very spiritual yeah. color for a lot of people. And I guess that's part of the reason why the. Um, the church has worn so much purple. Yeah, and one thing I think we didn't um, mention is it's not just the colors that we see, but also colors have vibrations. So if yeah. you place it on your body, um, they still have an effect. So wearing colors is powerful, and also like seeing colors around you is po- mm. powerful. So, like you said, like colors can be everywhere around us, and, and they are everywhere around us. I think yeah. this is the other thing. In, you know, it doesn't have to be just your clothes. Like even in your house, like I have a lot of plants because mm. I love green, and green for me is so calming and so soothing. Um, and I live in the middle of the city, so for me that's such a necessity. Even though yeah. I have white walls, so I've realized that I actually have been very careful about what kind of colors I have in my house because mm. I know that they implement certain emotions and certain feelings within myself. Mm. And you can do the same, and you don't have to change your whole house and paint your walls, you know, yellow. Mm. Um, but just like little touches and little things, like changing your light bulbs. Um, into the warmer tones that can help tremendously to make you feel a certain way 
Yeah, and just do a little bit of research. So, like, mm. let's say you have, um, you know, difficulties with appetite. You can, you know, incorporate a little bit more orange into, just like, Just get a yellow, yellow plate. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, if you have insomnia, just, you know, um, be careful of blue light. And, like, all of those things you can really use for your advantage. But at the same time, listening to yourself mm. and what you... What your body needs and your mind. Yeah, and, like, really intuitively just go with it and don't question it too much. Um, I think that's really helped in my journey. Mm. Just doing what I really want in that moment yeah. when it comes to color. Maybe just, like, go ahead, just pick... For example, if you get really really getting drawn into a certain color, just pick even like you're picking lipstick or like mm. a little scarf or whatever. And then later on, and we live in a world when you can do your research, <laughs> like Google, yeah. uh, you can Google anything, and I bet you that you find the reasons that you already knew that are there. If that makes sense, exactly. like you know, just like an explanation from Uncle Google yeah. on the internet. <laughs> But in, innately, like you knew why you're picking the certain color. Anything I, else? <laughs> I hope that's been really helpful because it was for me researching and mm. doing things. So and I this episode could have been like literally three hours long. Yes. Like, if you wanted to, if, if you wanted to really talk delve about, deep, dive deep, and really talk about everything that we have read and researched and loved, like it would have been a three-hour episode minimum. So yeah. we really tried to like condense this information into things that are hopefully very useful. Mm. And um, then you can research a little bit and more. And then you can research. We're definitely going to link all the things that we've sort of used for our research, like the books and things yeah. that we've read. And I'm hoping that that's going to be interesting. And you can dove a little bit deeper yourself yeah. if you wanted to. I'm sure if you're here, you're a bit of a geek like we, we yeah. are. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. See you soon.